Greetings, and welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. I'm Phyllis Hollis, your host. As an extension of my Instagram page, Cerebral Women, this podcast offers insights into the visual art world. I interview artists, mainly artists of color and female artists, who will freely articulate what inspires their creativity. In addition, you'll hear interesting perspectives from dedicated art professionals who work with artists and the art institutions that feature them. I'm confident that collectively, these individuals will indeed stimulate your mind as they do our eyes. Please know these interviews are conducted in my Manhattan apartment, so please forgive the background sounds of city life. Welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. In this episode of the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast, I feature Jade Alexis Thacker. She is originally from Boston and currently living in Brooklyn, New York. She received her BFA in printmaking from Massachusetts College of Art and Design in 2014. Her work explores anxiety, discomfort, self-image, identity, and perception through figuration. Often, her paintings are self-reflective and attempt to better understand her own disposition and psychology, as well as an evaluation of her relationship with her own body and existence. She had her first solo show, titled Embarrassment Safe Word, in 2020 at Kravitz Wavy Gallery in New York. And in 2021, she was an artist in resident at the Fountainhead Residency in Miami. Welcome to the Struble Women Art Talks podcast, and enjoy this episode featuring Jade Thacker. Jade, welcome to my Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Love your work. Caught my eye on Instagram. And I said, oh my God, I have to interview her. So let's dive into when you first realized your artistic passion. From a pretty young age, I would say, um, I was always drawing as a, as a child. And then I guess when I was like around 11 or 12, my mother and grandfather got me to take museum classes um, at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. And that's when I started like formally learning how to, to draw. And I had some really great mentors there. Like that's what started my interest in taking it seriously because it was something that made me very confident from a young age. It was like one of the very few things that I felt very confident in my ability to do, which I think is something that's like, really powerful when you're young to have something that you feel like you know solidly you're good at and then after that I so I was taking classes at the museum for a while and then I ended up at an art high school at some point and that was great did a lot of figure drawing there which was really great to do at like a young age and then went to college for it that's great you had adults that encouraged you yeah, that was really important, I think, for me. Were there any particular artists that influenced you? Actually, my mother influenced me as a child. She, for a very brief period, was an artist. Like, I don't really know or understand why she stopped, but she had a portfolio of all of the work that she had done when she was, like, I don't know, younger, like, she must have been, like, in her 20s or something, taking classes. 
And I would go through that, the portfolio a lot as a kid and sort of like try to copy the drawings that she did to see like if, if how she did it. Like I was trying to figure out how she did that. And it was like, <laughs> it was, that was something that like, once I started to figure it out, I think that's what facilitated them to be like, oh, but why don't you take classes now? But that was something that definitely influenced me because it was, I thought it was like science, you know what I mean? Like, how do you make something look like this? Like, how do you, how do you do that? Like, I want to figure it out. So that I, I feel like that was definitely an influence. And then, you know, I'm, I am, I'm influenced by a lot of artists, but I also like try not to look too much. It's weird because it's like I, I, I look at and absorb a lot, but like I try not to actively look too much at what other people are doing because I think that sometimes that can confuse me in my like conversation with myself. That makes any sense. What's your studio like? What excites you? What inspires you when you decide to focus on working? Well, I I think that I'm excited when things are going well. And it's not very often that they are, but like <laughs> but it's still interesting because even when they're not, it's like I use that as the opportunity to problem solve, and I think that that's something that I'm always trying to be better at problem solving. And I think that that's part of my process, probably like being able to take something that's not working and look at it objectively and like try to figure out how to be smart in resolving the, the issue visually or like conceptually and honest too. So I think that that's exciting. Like that whole, that whole like slope is exciting, even though it's a pain. Um, <laughs> and my studio is like a, a mess. Like I, I'm a messy person in my workspace. It's actually really interesting because I think about this a lot. Like my apartment is very organized and neat and clean. And my studio is like a disaster. And I just, cause I'm very much like, just like throwing things on the ground while I'm using them. And then like, you know, trying to find stuff. I can never find anything because I put things in crazy places, but like it's chaotic in there. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really chaotic. Sounds like a, a great place to escape to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are you excited about now? I'm excited about the new work that I'm making. I'm excited about the direction that I'm taking it. Yeah, I'm just, I've been really self-reflective lately. I, I feel like I always am, but I think more so now, like in a, in a more analytical sense. And I think that I'm just ready to, I don't know, I've just been sort of like trying to take my time more and be a little resistant almost, you know, to what, might be the easier thing to do if that makes any sense so i don't know i'm, I'm excited about the direction that, I, that i'm going with myself you recently finished a residency program can you comment on how that's yeah. influenced you um it was it was cool i mean it was great to the two other artists that were there were really cool we had some great conversations we had similar viewpoints on a lot of things and it was really great to connect with them and it was it was cool to be in miami you know, I missed the winter here, so that was great. <laughs> <That's cool>. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it's, I think it's it generally like nice to change your setting sometimes. Like, you know, I feel like sometimes it's easy to get like stagnant, especially in New York, because like New York is New York and like there's great things about it, but it's also like, you know, you kind of get tunnel vision here sometimes. Uh, so I think it, it was nice to step out for a minute. It's a nice departure. How would you define your yeah. practice? When you ask that, do you mean like conceptually or like technically? 
conceptually or just whatever yeah just so my listeners and i can can understand you as as right. an artist yes well i i think that i'm i think that what i'm doing with my work is somewhat self-reflective but it, it's also i'm investigating shifting senses of self like a shifting sense of self like i'm very interested in how one is perceived versus how they perceive themselves versus how they perceive others to an extent dysmorphia i'm interested in dysmorphia but less in like the literal sense and more in a like identity sense and i think about that a lot um i also think about like power and vulnerability in an inner sense and i kind of look at the figures that i paint as like amalgamations of shifting qualities. Like I, I want them to be relatable and not at the same time. That this is like something that I'm more conscious of right now in the work that I've been making in, in 2021. Um, but I, yeah, ideally, like I, I think that what I would say is that I'm exploring identity and identity is complicated for me. So that's kind of how I look at um, what I'm doing with my work. And when did you come to realize that that was going to be your structure? or your focus? I think it's just kind of part of myself. And I think that I, it's taking me, it's taken me a while to sort of understand things about myself. And as I come to understand more things, it's easier for me to understand what my work is. Because a lot of the time, I do things without realizing what I'm doing. And then it starts to make sense to me what it is that I'm doing. Like for a long time, it was actually very hard for me to talk about my work, because I, I, I it was hard for me to articulate any of that. And I was always hesitant to be like, oh, well, the work is about me, because it's not necessarily about me. I think it's more universal than me. But like, it's something that I always was a little bit scared to come forward and say for some reason until I started realizing that I'm exploring these shifting senses of self and it's actually a really complicated thing. You know what I mean? And that's something that I think is definitely worth, you know, exploring and investigating. When do the titles of your paintings enter the creative process? It, it really varies. I think most of the time it's either during painting or, or at the end when it's already finished. Sometimes I'll have a, a title that I already know I want to use in the beginning, but usually anything that I think I want to happen in the beginning, if it's like that firm in my head, it usually changes <laughs> anyway, because it's just like, you, you know, I, I really try not to be too rigid in like my attachment to things unless it's totally crucial in the work. Yeah, usually it's like in the middle or, or the end. I don't know what my brain is kind of like words pop up in my head, like when I'm reflecting on things. So and it'll be like a string of words. Like, I don't know if anybody else that happens, I, I wouldn't know, but like, <laughs> it'll it'll be like that. So it'll be like, you know, a recent piece that I just finished. I was thinking about privacy. And I was thinking about like, how Instagram and the internet is like, sort of like, it's kind of designed right now for everybody to sort of be on display and like, somewhat performative and and I was just thinking about how uncomfortable that feels sometimes. And um, I don't know why I was just thinking about and like, I just was like radical privacy star, you know, like I thought that sounded great. <laughs> and, and, and so like, you know, like thing, things like that, like, it's like that, that's how like my brain 
is like wired. So it's like usually the titles come about in that way. This, 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 this is the title, you know? Yeah, like Big Bird, Well-Oiled Machine. <laughs> yeah. So who's the character in your work? I see similarities in the eyes. For a while I was doing the, the Big Bird thing and I think that that was like character that I could project a bit of myself onto, but also not really. But that was like a more anxiety ridden character, I think. Or I don't even know if character is the word, but like whatever you want to call it. That was more in relation to anxiety. And I think right now I'm more, I'm kind of like trying to look at the the figures in my work as like almost otherworldly. I don't really want them to necessarily like be entirely in this dimension because I think it creates like more distance and space from them if they're not like they're not in an entirely recognizable place that makes sense or they're not, you know, entirely human looking people, you know, whatever. I don't know, like they, they, you can't define them as one thing, you know, like they, they're sort of like, like I said before, amalgamation. So yeah, right now I'm sort of like exploring I don't know. I, I think a lot of things right now. I think I, I, I power and, and, and vulnerability, I think, are two things that I think I'm exploring that don't cancel each other out. I think I like the idea of these things existing at the same time and not canceling each other out or like beauty and, and, and ugliness, beauty and discomfort, you know, vulnerability and power. Like I like the idea of these things all being in one entity there being no hierarchy. I like that because I think that it's real. How do you define Black art? I would say that um, Black art is layered and complicated. And I, I think that Black art is most importantly, like not set out to explain Blackness to an audience. And I, and I, also, I also think the idea of Blackness right now is like Blackness being aligned with consumption feels very odd to me because I think that that's kind of happening right now. And it's, it's a little bizarre. So that's why I think that like black art being just like for the sake of itself, for us, by us, not set out to explain anything to an audience is is actually really important. What do you feel that uh, the new normal will be after COVID? Has your process changed at all? No, not really, honestly. Like I think that it's pretty much been the same. My process has, has been like to... <laughs> to be a relatively solitary person has been most of like why I've been productive. Do you think about who your audience is when you're in your studio alone working? Yes and no. I think that I think of everyone else outside of myself as my audience. And I think that some people may relate to or pick up on things more naturally than others. Like some people might see themselves in the work. And I like that. But I also understand that like a lot of people won't. And it might not make sense to them. And that's okay with me as well. Because I, I, I really, I really just want to be as honest as possible without like, without manipulating things too much with an audience in mind. Are there common thoughts that spread throughout your work? Yeah, I think what I was like talking about earlier with like the power and vulnerability and shifting sense of self, like I think that those are a lot of the thoughts that are in the work that are shared among a lot of the pieces that I've made um, and continue to make. It just sort of self-exploration, self-reflection, self-criticism, critique. 
whatever. I think that that's a, a theme there. What do you feel is the purpose of art? I think art has a lot of purposes. I think that I think that that's a that's a tough one to to nail down. Um, but I, I think you know beauty, introspection, like investigation, interrogation, critique, you know belief like really it's anything and everything to to whoever you know everybody has their own thing to offer there that makes art so beautiful you know what do you feel is the definition of an artist a maker uh (laughs) you know somebody that makes things art does save us it makes us think it does it requires people to be critical and and critical thinking is is crucial it's crucial to culture it's it's crucial to society critical thinking should be happening all the time so this is our last question it's been great speaking with you what do you feel is your role as an artist i think that my role is to be honest in my work with myself and and to others through the work um and then also to have integrity through all of that and and be resistant i think that resistance is actually really important and especially from artists like i think that artists have some amount of freedom to be resistant and i think that that's something everybody should be doing in whatever way that makes sense to them you know i think resistance is important what does being resistant mean i think that being resistant means doing what makes sense to you and what's what would benefit your culture versus doing what the media or what certain entities that control image would like you to do this has been fun jade i i appreciate your time thank you so much for uh letting me feature you on my podcast Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. For additional content, please visit CerebralWomen.com and be sure to follow Cerebral Women on Instagram.